Neptune turns direct today. <laughs> wow. You watching this show that's going on in the world right now as Neptune has slowed down to almost a crawl and is stationing to go direct today. When does that happen? 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Yep, there it is. So, the whole thing, I guess, is playing itself out on Twitter. <laughs> you can catch the whole drama right there. All angles of it. You can look up China on Twitter. You can look up Brazil on Twitter. You can look up everything, including Twitter. Not only is it a source of the news, it has become the news. And it's all under Neptune. If you didn't think that we cannot make this stuff up, wow, what a day. All right, we're going to get into the MMA Cycles newsletter here for Ray Merriman. And I have been working hard this week on a couple of books for Ray that will be out in mid-month, mid to late month, depending on how long it takes Audible to get through everything. But I got to tell you this. The astrologer that Ray Merriman is in those books is, wow. I mean, we get a glimpse of it here, but oh my goodness, he is a phenomenal astrologer, and those books are just loaded with information. So those of you who are interested in doing readings or getting proficient enough with astrology where you can assemble it this way, these are going to be a great resource. You are going to love these, and I will tell you more about them as they are released Let's get into the newsletter for today. I am going to uh, abridge this and let you go to MMACycles.com and click up at the top, especially on what the markets did this week. I'm going to skip over that so that my uh, time can be allocated back to these books. But we will certainly get the glimpse of what happened this week. So the first thing is, quote, a quote from CNBC.com yesterday on Friday. Job growth was much better than expected in November, despite the Federal Reserve's aggressive efforts to slow the labor market to tackle inflation. Non-farm payrolls increased 263,000 for the month, while unemployment was at 3.7%. In another blow to the Fed's anti-inflation efforts, average hourly earnings jumped 0.6% for the month, double the Dow Jones estimate. And this from November 30th from the Wall Street Journal. Yields on longer-term U.S. Treasuries have fallen further below those on short-term bonds than at any time in decades, a sign that investors think the Federal Reserve is close to winning its inflation battle, regardless of the cost to economic activity. A scenario in which short-term yields exceed long-term yields is known on Wall Street as an inverted yield curve, and is often seen as a red flag that a recession is looming. Now the newsletter. The holiday joy continued for world equity markets after Fed Chair Powell's comments on Wednesday that rake heights won't end, but may ease the pace of their ascent. On that news, most of the world's stock indices made new cycle highs on Thursday and Friday, and in some cases, they exceeded the highs of their previous primary cycles made in mid-August. The bull is on the run. <laughs> My comment there. In Europe, all four of the indices we tracked took out their highs of August, except the Netherlands AEX, which missed by less than two points. 
He goes on to talk about the markets, and that's where I'll jump off here and let you go to MMACycles.com and read that part if you would like. I want to hop over here to the short-term geocosmics, and because that was the summation of this week, was basically Powell's comments on Wednesday and then the um, data that we just mentioned, and the market initially crashed on that data and then said, nope, we're going up. So the trend is up for sure unless it finally realizes that that second article from the Wall Street Journal might actually be right. (laughs) Let's see what Ray says under the short-term geocosmics for this week. First of all, this article from Thursday, the Wall Street Journal, earmarks are one of the most corrupt, inequitable, and wasteful practices in the history of Congress. Read a letter signed by representatives of 15 groups. The GOP swore off earmarks in 2011 when it stood for something other than investigations. But when a Democratic Congress in 2021 announced intentions to bring them back, GOP trough feeders rushed to sign up. Self-awareness is not one of the modern GOP's strong suits, as House Republicans proved again this week. That's the article from Kimberly Strassel called The GOP Spending Posers. Ray says, as we discussed last week, we have exited the time band for several favorable Jupiter aspects, but remain under Sagittarius, Jupiter's home sign. Both Jupiter and Sagittarius like things to be big and optimistic in thought and behavior, but can also be given to exaggerating just how good things really are when maybe they are not quite that positive. But hey, who wants negativity? Certainly not Jupiter and Sagittarius. Get out of Sag's house if you're a pessimist. Go next door to Scorpio (laughs) or Capricorn, please. (laughs) For those of you who are Capricorns or Scorpios, now what happens when you bring in Neptune and Mars over the next two weeks? Neptune turns direct this weekend, as we mentioned today, followed by Venus and the Sun making a square to it, December 4th and 14th. During the middle of this period, December 8th and 9th, there is a full moon in Gemini conjunct Mars retrograde. We've talked about that on the podcast. Neptune is passive and Mars is aggressive. And the Sun and Venus are in Sagittarius, which is exaggerative. That should be fun. It's a combination where truth and clarity are apt to be hard to identify, and facts are at a premium compared to fabrication, rumors, and intent to avoid accountability, which is in abundance. In this type of geocosmic environment, markets can experience sharp price swings. Equity levels were at cycle highs last week, but the cosmic picture suggests there could be a sharp pullback starting at any time this week. Speaking of Neptune's propensity to mislead and misdirect, note Kimberly Strassel's Wall Street Journal article from Thursday quoted above regarding politicians' promise to be financially responsible, then their eager willingness to abandon their fiduciary responsibility by bringing pork back into any and all bills while inflation is increasing. Well said. Longer-term thoughts and opinions. Here's another article, this one from the Arizona Republic back on November 26th. This is Richard Gunderman, M.D., from Indiana University. The article is entitled Tweets of the Week. He says, culturally and personally, 
We ought to gradually reorient ourselves toward moral excellence, pursuing fairness, resilience, and compassion, recognizing that victimhood is not a virtue. And then this from the Wall Street Journal yesterday, from the opinion page entitled Biden's Loan Forgiveness Reckoning. It says, President Biden has tried to pull a constitutional trick for the ages by ordering the forgiveness of up to $20,000 per borrower on his own authority. Congress had given the executive no such power, as even Mr. Biden had previously noted. But an election loomed. Democrats looked to be in trouble, and in August, the president declared one of the greatest vote-buying exercises of all time. If a president can burden taxpayers to the tune of $420 billion with so flimsy a legal rationale, and without the consent of Congress, we are close to government by king that America's founders wrote the Constitution to avoid. End quote. Ray says, speaking of fiduciary responsibility, it's a nice gesture to offer college loan forgiveness via the nation's treasury funded by citizens' taxes. However, the U.S. is in so much debt, which has contributed to this historic rise in inflation, that one has to wonder why the U.S. leadership thinks it's a good idea to forgive individual loans of any part of the population. Is it fair to those who also have debts but not college degrees to be paying for loans willingly agreed to by college students, present or former? If anything, shouldn't these loans be paid for, forgiven, by the universities that have increased their tuition and fees to such an astonishing and profitable rate in the past few years? My granddaughter, yes, I have granddaughters about to go to college, just got accepted into an excellent and prestigious college. Guess what the annual costs are to attend this university? Over, annual now, over $80,000 for one year. Just a little more than 12 years ago, two of my children were paying ten dollars to $20,000 a year for their university education. How did this happen? The case of whether Biden's executive and unilateral decision, without consent from Congress, to forgive student loans is legal or not, will now come before the Supreme Court. But the point I really want to get at is, should entities in debt be going further into debt by forgiving loans to others who agree to take on the debt? The question of who is really in a position to be forgiving debts is a timely Pluto-Neptune theme. If anyone should be forgiving debts, perhaps it should be the Federal Reserve, which has transiting Pluto in opposition to its Neptune right now. It added handsomely to our national debt by printing money out of thin air and then loaning it to a careless Congress to spend as if the concept of modern-day monetary theory is anything other than an expression of an overactive Neptune pipe dream. And the piper will have to be paid by someone at this point because money ain't for nothing. And that's one of the chapters in the 2023 forecast book. I think when Pluto enters Aquarius back and forth five times between March 23, 2023 and November 19, 2024, we'll have to have this conversation. After all, 
zero degrees Arius is the supercharged degree that began the new era. Thank you, Cat Pal, for that term. Era is A-I-R-A, as in air sign. When the 20-year Jupiter-Saturn synodic cycle kicked off back in December 2020, that is ushering a 140-year period where the next several Jupiter-Saturn cycles will all take place in air signs, something that hasn't happened in about 800 years. Jupiter and Saturn also represent new directions in education. In Aquarius, education on all levels is headed for free. For Aquarius wants the freedom to learn, as well as the freedom from oppression and debt, which are all closely intertwined. And in the 2023 forecast book, which I'll be telling you about when it comes out, but the seeds for this renaissance are being planted over the next three years, 2023 through 2026, and that's what he outlines in the part that became an audiobook of the forecast book that I've been narrating. So there you go. We'll be telling you about it. It's soon. That concludes the newsletter, obviously. And guys, I got to tell you, this is, this is so fasten your seatbelt. I was looking at an astrologer last night who likes to predict things and not Robert Glasscock, not at all. Not, not, I mean, this, this person likes to really predict things like drive a stake in the ground, you know, on this day at this time kind of thing. And basically what she was indicating is like the virus coming back with Saturn moving into Pisces and there's a full moon in Virgo and this kind of thing. And I'm like, hmm, my mind goes back to what Steve Forrest says about predicting. In essence, don't do it because consciousness always has the card that will ultimately decide what happens. There are going to be changing cards in the years ahead. I think we are going to see a battle between authoritarianism and free choice. That's going to show up in a number of areas. And as you read something or you hear something like what we just read, college, $80,000 a year when it used to be twenty. We are headed to a brick wall. Every area of government that I can see in this country, the United States, and in many other places around the world, is so deceptive now that it's unsustainable. So it's almost like how and when will the house of cards come tumbling down and then what will rebuild on it? And that's where people get excited because a lot of people are saying that what is going to be rebuilt is going to be oh so much better. And that's our hope. And whenever Saturn and Pluto conjoined in January of 2020, and I looked back and I saw these cycles. I saw the Dark Ages turn into the Renaissance. I saw the papal oppression, the Vatican oppression, turn into Protestantism and moved the authority from Rome to London. And then London just expanded around the world over the next 250 years. And then our own history, the United States, where they rebelled against that. And look at what was created. Well, now we've come full cycle. The 250-year Pluto cycle has matured, and it's time to rebuild something else. And this is what I'm standing for, especially our work on Sunday nights. You are welcome to come join us. It's on the Fun Astrology YouTube channel. It's live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday nights. Also in our Facebook group, the Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners group in Facebook, also live. And we just stand that this is going to be better. 
because we're standing against a government, the Chinese government, that basically wants to inflict communism on everybody. You have the World Economic Forum, which is in complete sympathy with it. In fact, just this week, Klaus Schwab was quoted as saying that, yes, this China model is a good model for the rest of the world. I'm sorry, but I'm pulling the gloves off because I'm not going to live under that. I don't want you to live under that. Don't want these precious kids that are being born right now, including a couple of my own granddaughters, living under that. And it is. It's time to start resisting. It's time to start speaking out because you have companies like the company that I'm never three feet away from something from Apple shut down their airdrop to the protesters in China. Shut it off so they couldn't communicate, couldn't send files to each other. Guys, this is real. Time to start choosing sides. All right. I'm going to choose to exit right now. (laughs) I'm going to say that and run. (laughs) I did. I pulled my Apple subscriptions back to the bare minimum of, I got rid of the Apple music. I'll deal with somebody else. Yeah. Who? I know. I know. Um, Probably I won't do music. I'll do it on YouTube. Well, there you go. See, there's another one. You can't get away from it. But, but the point is we're going to have to start making stands to say, This is, I I disagree with your communist sympathizing, Apple, and I'm not going to spend any money with you that I don't have to. Keep my business going, but that's about it. All right, you guys have a great one. I love you. We're all going to get through this just great. We are the change, and that's why we're here. I'll see you Monday. Monday.